Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 207. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Zenitsky. Hello, sir. Hi, I had to listener. burp that entire time. I can't believe <laughs> I got through that. Two viewer. Hello, Hello. listener. <clears throat> Gener- Hello. Genericized listener and or viewer. Well, as I've always said, people listen to this with headphones or in their car or in their individual workplace. And it's usually one person at a time. Well, so, that's they enjoy our smarmy voice. So thank you. Uh, the microphone. Really anyway. anyway, I am still on the same tall boy of Northeast. I uh, drank. I liked my spaghetti. I mean, Peroni that I had last episode. <laughs> I got another one. Gorlami. Actually, this is like a surprisingly like actually we've, really good beer. We've had kegs of that in the past, and it's been universally I'm, very liked. I'm like, I usually write off like Italian beer because you know it's Italian. It's not a wine or a Ferrari, so like it cannot be good. Uh, and no, it's actually great. Like, the, the shelf life on an Italian beer doesn't matter as much as the shelf life on an Italian car. So. That's very true. Anyway, before we start in on topics, I want to briefly scrub onto our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On our semi-custom page, you will find two open-ended levels of support for oh. content consumers like you to support content producers like us. They're nice and cheap. If you want to buy us a beer, we would greatly appreciate it. I found where my link went. You oh, put you? Your, your cone thing in between my link and my... No, you dumped your link probably before I put my link in, though. Whatever. It's there. This topic was here. It doesn't anyway, matter. Um, uh, so I want to talk about... Let's, I'll open both of them. It you. is still Black History Month when we are recording. Uh, so I would like to talk about the last um, person I want to highlight for this month. Your first link was better. I'll go with that. Yeah. Well, the, the second link was me for having notes. <laughs> and I want to talk about C.R. Patterson and Sons Company. You're probably wondering, what is this generic company? Sound? Uh, who is this? Patterson? Yeah. Mm. It was founded by Frederick Patterson, who was a freed slave in 1915 as a carriage company. Well, it was actually, it was before that. It was uh, Patterson, J.P. Lowe or something. But they originally were a carriage company and actually were very successful. It was a rare black business success of the 19th century. Okay. Um, eventually, they... Uh, Frederick Patterson uh, retired, left the business to his son, Charles, uh, who went on and continued its success and then made it into a car company as cars became popularized in 1915. Okay. And they made a car that's actually equivalent to a Model T, or its simplicity and its price. I think it says its price down here. If you scroll down a smidge, it's like, yeah, 815 bucks, and a Model T was like 700 so okay. it, it was a little bit more expensive than a Model T. Better quality overall. Um, I was going to say, it looks like it has a bigger engine, but maybe Yeah, it's, it's got a six-cylinder, so it runs okay. a little bit smoother. It's sure. roughly the same displacement and performance as a Model T. Um, but they uh, eventually, they couldn't get their production to get as high as a Model T because they didn't have the... Probably the capital just... They to... made like 150 cars like okay. in total. Like well, from like still, 19, yeah. For the period, that's damn from good. From 1915 to like 1920, making that many cars, that's really solid because you're making all this by hand. Yeah. Um, But they eventually decided, well, cars, we have to make way more to be profitable. However, what we can do is make school buses. And they ended hmm. up making like all of the school buses um, in Ohio at, the, at one point in time like were pretty much from the Greenfield Bus Company, which is what C.R. Patterson became. Huh. Um, so he actually ended up having one of the first successful uh, internal combustion engine school buses ever made. Because before that, they're using horses and carriage oh school buses. Like, literally up until, like, 1920, 1923. I feel like I need to do this once more. Yeah, <laughs> this whole thing is like that. Um, but, yeah, so I think that this is something that we should really talk about because nobody knows who Charles Patterson is. And he was born in he April. He escaped from slavery, Yeah, too. sorry. Like... He escaped from slavery in 1833 and started up a carriage company. That's awesome. And then Ten his... years later. And, like, yeah, and then, his, and then his son, like, you know, like 30 years later or whatever, took over the company and uh, by 1915 created the first black-owned and I think actually only an African-American-owned automobile company ever. Um, it's a very, very, very cool company. Um, unfortunately, after uh, Charles passed away uh, in... I forgot, 1939, yeah. well, it, he company. passed away a little bit earlier. I think it's like 38 or something when he passed away. Um, the company was left to people outside the family, and it eventually went 32. defunct. Yeah, he, def- he passed away in 1932, but it, it went defunct in 1939. Um, not because of them. It was because of the Depression and... Sure. It, you can't like. There's no way that you're gonna live through that, unless you were Ford, Chevy, like 
Pupmobile or something. Like Merc- <laughs> Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mercer went under. Yes. Like unless you were one of the major like car manufacturers. But they had the no race way. about. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> God damn it. But um, very, very cool that they were able to do this. I'm really like, it's one of those stories where I feel more people should talk about this. I, I'm just surprised that there's not like a biopic about this guy. Our history is so selective, and a lot of that's just like there's too much of it to really tell you everything. Yeah, and it's what well, you also like. We ha- this is the era of greenlighting my 600 pound life. Like, yeah. why isn't mm-hmm. there like? Why don't you learn about people that actually did something good? Yeah, yeah. Like, I would much rather see a biopic about an escaped slave that started a carriage company. Yeah. Over a biopic about like random celebrity. This is like yeah. what, what is I what it? I watched was, uh... voluntarily on History Channel in 1996. A few years ago, there was a runner, like an Olympic runner, where he had two biopics that came out back to back because mm-hmm. one studio stole the other studio's script. Oh my god! And this guy had two different biopics that came out within a month of each other. It's just some random white dude that I can't remember the name of. And it's just like I feel like people like C.R. Patterson, like, or they, the modern equivalent, Chad yeah, Johnson. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, like I, I feel like people like, uh, like Frederick, uh, yeah, Frederick Patterson, like. They should really have biopics and like a son CR even like people like that. Like this is such a cool story and nobody talks about that. So, um, yeah, what the hell Hollywood? Pretty much. So that's my that's my hot take for the end of Black History Month. <laughs> we is, don't need any more documentaries about Ted Bundy. I don't care about Ted Bundy. I don't care about any serial. That's like every time I see a serial killer documentary, like, I don't give a shit. I like them. I don't but care because like, they I tend w- to keep talking about the same white guys, and there's, I'm like, uh. there's that. But like, why do you constantly fixate on researching bad things? Yeah, yeah like, no, tell me, like, yeah, that's the thing. Is, like, I don't give a shit about that. Like, it literally either. bores me. Like but, when like, I have to watch a crime are, documentary, like, fuck. People are into that. People just love their murder porn. Which I, is what I, I call mean, it. I like true crime. It, no, I, it's it's the that's the because worst I studied forensics. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the methods behind how they catch people is awesome, but, like, I don't want to hear the story about, like, how somebody got tortured and they found their mutilated body somewhere. Like, just tell me the the cool tech behind why things are Even getting that, better. I don't give a shit That's about true. that. Tell me about the cool guy that made something. Tell me about what? how many small boxes Maru has fit into in the last 365 days. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's there's no way that, like some the finding this killer is ever going to affect my life no. pos- positively but hearing a story about how some dude escaped slavery and started his own company yes that's something that can affect my life because you know what i would like to be an entrepreneur maybe like and that's something i could actually hear about it's not going to make you paranoid yeah exactly yeah. like it's, a, it's an like, uplifting story like we watched the uh, netflix documentaries about the romanovs and the another yeah in our family was like italian roman family yeah um but like the Medici's. The Medici's. Ah, Medici. And, like, those are name. really good, but I want to learn more about people of color because I'm sick and tired of hearing about white people from history. I want documentaries about the Maya, not in Spanish, so yeah. I can understand That's why I was watching a documentary on, Japanese, on the Japanese Civil War. Yeah, I want to I know about... It's becoming Sam- cultured. It's Sa- weird. Samurais. Ah, it's yeah, very, very, very good. I want to know <laughs> more about slaves that escaped slavery other than Harriet Tubman. Yeah, there's more than one. And it's like, people, nobody talks about Frederick Douglass. No. Well, actually. Some people do, yeah. but he's fallen out of fashion. Well, because he kind of oh, had some heaven backward. forbid you're not in oh, vogue. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like, they, they just don't talk about anybody. It's, like, really cool. And it's like, everything like, Black History Month is, like, you're also giving, like, the most, like, one of the most oppressed people mm-hmm. in America, objectively the shittiest and shortest month. Mm-hmm. To celebrate their history, everyone's outside. Nobody's gonna watch this. <laughs> like, no, it, it's like, oh, it, it's twenty-eight days. Cool. Like, I, I, I know why it's February, but I feel like there should be more. Like, that, this is why we need Juneteenth to actually be a holiday, oh, so we can sick. talk about things like this. Anyway, <sighs> so that's our thing. Black History Month. Learn about your cool black people in the history of automobiles. It's pretty rad. The, the history. Twenty twenty two. We'll have more. I'm sure. Very cool, Jada's. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so. Let's move on to your first topic. So this episode maybe was going to be the start of the Nero Saga Part 2, but due to potentially conflicting legal reasons, that's not going to happen just yet. The best of reasons. But I get to talk about something that is public, which is the Nero's sister car, the Kona, which was high on the list but didn't offer a standard heat pump with the cold weather pack in this Mm -hmm. country. All, all of them 
are yes. being recalled to have the main battery pack replaced now, just oh. like the Bolt. Oh. Yeah, so $900 million recall is happening right now. I'm sure while the companies are selling tons of vehicles and rolling in the dough from all these sales happening in the very normal world we live in. Yes. Um, Actually, car sales have been through the roof. But yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really like to, you know, grayify it and turn it into <laughs> a, uh, what do you call it, an infomercial. So I'm kind of curious to see if this will kind of pave the way for people to look into not just the Kona, for other issues because this has the same motor in it that the nero has which is potentially i've heard from multiple sources online not scott that the 710 711 and potentially 712 motor assemblies also have main bearing failure fairly often so i'm how curious they, to see how did like one moving part and manage to fuck it up like that anytime <laughs> a company has a, a first gen ev there are problems guaranteed they just need to accept that that is the thing and fix it because tesla dealt with this on all the first gen performance drive lines and the first generation of the front motor assemblies in the s too they all had <gasps> bearing failure same thing weird hmm. just can be fixed by running a much larger bearing um but yeah i mean that that is 900 million dollars and i don't know what they're going to do with all the old packs i know they're switching to a new uh cell chemistry company in the process of this recall it's like the ls chemical or whatever um lg uh lg, LG Chem Chem. was the original they're switching to something else not lg uh they're switching to non-lg batteries yes uh, my car is panasonic they've been great charge a little slow but they've been fine but i'm curious to follow kia ev recalls i think this will mm -hmm. be the first in potentially several yeah and possibly class action lawsuit stuff following oh, oh. the evs so uh stay tuned depends Both on, on how they take care of it because yeah depends also a lot on potentially action with the the nero and its potential issues that are being investigated well the th this is the thing with like hyundai is like historically they've been very good about their recalls mm -hmm. i think just this one is like it's so widespread that they're like all right now we gotta pull forward here well like oh it's not an issue yeah, like, whereas, well, like, well, because, well, like, historically, they've, like, this is the same company that once recalled every single 2013 Hyundai Sonata and 2014 Hyundai Sonata because the little chrome trim piece around the shifter handle mm -hmm. would fray and it might poke you, it might prick you in the finger. Oh, wouldn't want blood on your car. Yeah, I wouldn't even break the skin, really. Just, it'd be uncomfortable. <laughs> but they, they recalled all of them because of that. Like, okay. I'm not sure if that was worth a recall, but I'm glad. But I mean, like that's the thing. Like, yeah. This is a company historically. That's how they've recalled things because they want people to be happy with their car. Because your shifter not handle might prick you in the finger. I'm a little surprised, but yes. Yeah. So like, I feel like they should really be doing that same thing here they, with they something that be. really actually matters. That, so, uh, it's expensive, but it's like Tesla did it, and look at them now. Like, well. And I, I guess I haven't even talked about the MCU stuff on the Tesla. I've been back and forth with several people at Tesla Maplewood about getting the recall done on my car. Mm. And they said they can't do it because I previously paid, under the terms of the recall, this is fine, another shop to fix my issue. And they're blaming a pre-existing issue, which I have proof that was happening well before I executed any repair. And I finally got them to call me back even though i asked them for an email and they confirmed what i already told them which is it's illegal to prohibit my recall because of an aftermarket part yeah it's right to repair yeah. no it's it's Moore's something or other there's not there's a, there's an actual attack oh, okay. uh, uh act not attacked <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's a it's a Moore's something um scott found it and i sent it to them and it's going in on tuesday to have the parking sensors fixed and they will be repairing my main screen Good. And so, I won't have to pay anything for that. I want to talk about the exact polar opposite of all of this I'm for a second. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the new Lexus. Because actually, Donut Media, of all places, debuted this car. Uh, hmm. Oh. I know, right? Weird. That is very uh, strange. The Lexus IS500. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's really rad. Okay, <laughs> good. I made sure that it had the NA 5 liter. Okay. Yes, it is. It's the IS500 F Sport. Um, it's huh. the engine from the... LC 500, which mm -hmm. is like a mm, probably my favorite production vehicle right now. It's maybe yeah, it's, it's it's up there with the best production gas engine. That is what the Supra should have been. That's the real Supra because the new Supra is not a Supra because it's not two plus two and it's not luxurious in any way. But oh, God, I love 
of the LC500 anyway. Now I can get it in a sedan. Yeah, uh, so that that's the best form factor. Yes. And nothing is a manual anyway anymore. So. Yeah, so I'm not I, I'm not terribly concerned. But um, imagine buying a BMW and this exists. Well, BMW is still a stick for now, but it's also hideous, and this is tolerable. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's not attractive. This is but... much better than the BMW in quite literally every way. Oh, it's got a heck blender as well. It does. <laughs> so it's great. <laughs> it's embracing its 80s heritage. Yeah, it, it's great. And um, yeah, I forget the engine code for that 5 liter, but it's been around uh, since the first ben, gen ISF, and it is a very good engine. Ben mentioned it to me. Like, he just like rattled it off. Wait, of course you know what the freaking engine code is. For yeah, this yeah. It's like a 3ZTF SE or some crap like that, but. It, this is that's cool. I didn't know they were the gonna put the two big... U R G S E. Ah, yes, yes of the course, t- the U R series. <laughs> two U R G S E. So anyway. from that, we know that it is gasoline direct injection. It has a Yamaha derived cylinder head. Yes. And E means dual overhead cam. Does it? Yeah. Okay. And it, yes, <laughs> and it's uh, it is five liters. <clears throat> um, if you scroll down. A smidge. Oh, sorry, All right, you can actually go. Cursor. Maybe go to the press. Uh, I can go to the press release because there's actually reading that has to happen for that, uh, and you aren't good with that. Is they that have linked? some? That's not linked. I know, but there's a press release that it's everything. Uh, big white buttons. Yeah, but press it doesn't release. have a big video. Now, if you scroll up for a second, for nope, it has seconds. a limited slip differential. Yes, it does. A it does have, it's got a limited slip diff. Uh, it's got. 472 horsepower, 395 pound-feet of torque, 19-inch wheels, which is like actually kind of cool because it doesn't have 20s, and it's got like a reasonable wheel size. Um, they could have easily gone 20s and just made it worse. Like 19-inch wheels, I've noticed. That's like the modern version of 15, where it's like it's the exact size you need to fit it over a brake rotor. That's mm. the only reason that wheel size exists. 472 horsepower at 7,100 Oh, my God, RPM. yeah. But it makes torque at like 4800 so it's just a super high revving v8 good which is so good thank uh, you to you rfse zero to 16 four and a half seconds which is like so 2000s <laughs> but it. I, I feel like it's a really rowdy four and a half seconds oh yeah like, it's making good noises the it, whole time, it's making so. good noises and it's also probably making a lot of tire spin in your traction control light if your traction's on it's just going bananas. That's why it's taking. You are yeah, rear wheel drive tire limited. Yeah, that's why you, that so you are tire say, limited by anything. My M5 does the same speed with 400 horsepower, and it's 20 years old. But it's because it has the same section rear tire. So this is what I love about it: is Akio Toyota mm-hmm. personally oversaw the production of the suspension and uh, the development of it. He wanted to make this as good as possible because this is there's a high likelihood this might be the last like V8 IS, like the last V8 you know sports sedan that they make mm-hmm. uh so they're making it as good as possible it's like i said it's rear wheel drive not all wheel drive which is great um it's got the adaptive suspension it's super rad 14 inch two-piece brake rotors that's actually pretty small so that but means you could probably it's run also, an 18 on it's it. a two-piece though yeah i know it's a floating like, rotor which is cool huge like that's insane keeps uh, on sprung weight down yeah it's really really rad like everything that they've done with this to make it as like just like the best possible um, sports sedan that they could make at this point in time, I think it's perfect, and I love, absolutely love the four and a half second zero to sixty because I rather have a slow, fun zero to sixty than the like two second zero to sixty that you get with a McLaren where it's totally clinical. Like I don't care about that. Yeah, this is the same zero to sixty time as the new Supra, but Th- this is why. People like muscle cars because they're entertaining, not because they're good. And that's exactly what this is, is entertaining over performance. Yes, there's a shitload of performance, but they left stuff on the table. This should have been a manual. It really should have. I agree. But I'm – listen, I'm, I'm counting my blessings. <laughs> like, yeah, I, no, it's I a, like – it's, it's a V8 Toyota, a brand new but... like, It's very, very cool. It should have been a manual, yes. But whatever. I, 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 I can't care that much because it's – very, very, very good. And there isn't an existing v- manual for this engine. Yeah, which is really weird. Yeah, like, I, I feel like this should have a existing I guarantee manual. there are adapter plates. Because, I mean, this, this bell housing has been around for, like, 15 years. So, yeah, 
Manual swap one of these in a couple of years. That'll be pretty well, good. Well, once, like, one UZs are difficult to come by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have the two URFSE at that point. Yeah, that, that'll, be like the one, that'll be the LS of, like, the 2040s. I'm repeating it now, so I remember it. <laughs> 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 and leading on the heels of that particular story, um, I want to talk about the American market and also, like, where my only remaining semblance of American pride comes from. And that is the fact that we dictate so much of the vehicle market force in the world that we made Porsche put a manual transmission in the latest GT3. And after that, <laughs> now that. 70% of them that are sold are manual. Perfect. That's the way it should be. It is. Like this, the reason why this car sells is because it's the last bastion of like, yeah, screw your daily driver. I want my fun car to be an old-school fun car. Nah. I want it to be an NA engine with a manual. I don't care if it's slower. This is still just a nightmarishly fast car. Also, it's a perfect company to do it because it's a Porsche. Yeah, like they sell in such low numbers, they can afford to federalize whatever they want. Not only that, their entire company ethos is engineering around the problem. Yes. So. Like, and, like, it makes sense that the car with the engine that they never moved to the right spot still has a transmission from that era. Yeah, like, this, it's perfect. It's the, as a transmission it should have. But they tried to get rid of it when this car came out in, like, I know, 2012. I I know, and I they did not sell. Also, one second. Ten years ago. <laughs> All, yeah, yeah. The, the 991 came out almost ten years ago, mm -hmm. which is really, really disgusting if you think about it. I'm okay with that because I like the 991. I think it, it is. I mean, this is a 992 now, but oh, still, well, the 991 right. is the great. The 991, it's, it, it's like the 996, 997, though. It's like they're more or less the same thing. It is, um, but with the 991, at least you know you have a GDI engine. So the one really the 991 slash 2, I will say. Point, yeah, point 0.2. I, I like both of them. I think that they are the most aesthetically pleasing water-cooled Porsche. Oh, yeah. A mile. Yes. I never say that about new cars. Um, I also believe that the most aesthetically pleasing Porsche of all, I, 911 at least, of all, I think would have to go to the 993. That's my favorite overall Porsche. I think it is for me, too. Yeah, it has nothing the, to do with the air-cooled The engine, only 90s car I like more than 80s cars because the 80s car was just a leftover from the 70s. And then it was like a stapled 1960 model too. Yeah, so like, yeah, I, I really like the narrow bodies, but the uh, 9.93 I think did just mm, the the 9.93 is still my favorite. Unfortunately, my dad, who is the one that actually wields the checkbook, prefers the 9.64, which is fine. Um, which one's the 9.64? 9.64 just preceded the 9.93, so it's like the 89 to 92 or 93. Yes, and those are those are I'm fine with. I yep. like those as well. Especially the special versions with the whale tails and like the lightweight versions. I'm 100% okay with that. So those are cool. It, it's just that they didn't do enough with that. Yeah. I think I think the 9.64, I would like that more if it was around a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And like if they introduced that in like 1982. Oh, dude, yeah. Had they had like a pseudo 964 introduced when the 930 and the G86 or whatever was coming yeah, out? Yeah, like, I feel like if they had spent more time with that, and like, the reason I like the 993 is the 993, like, Gianna's favorite color ever was. Oh, introduced. is it that purple, whatever? Yeah, uh, it, yeah uh, Rose. Uh, uh, Ruby Stone. Ruby Stone, Stone that's the one. Yes, Ruby Stone Red. Um, but because it's just, pink isn't manly enough. Every time I see one of those in like the paddock of a racetrack, which is the only place that those exist anymore, which is great, I'm just like, wow, that is Actually, a factory color. Fun fact, Ruby Stone Red is one of the most popular paint by like oh, yeah. designation colors. Special order colors, yeah. yeah. One, yep. That is one of the most popular special order colors. It's a great color. And they were like, Porsche was blown away by that when that found out. When they found that out, they're like, wait, what? Like, oh, it's just like, like two years in the 90s. That's how all of things in life go, though. It's yeah. like the stuff you don't expect to be good is super popular. And the stuff that you expect to do really well flops. Yeah. So I, I get it. Like the PDK is a technically good transmission, but like, think about it. If, it's you, if like, you're it's buying... It's like the IS500. You don't want... Technically good would be the M3. That sucks. You want to get the Technically one good is buying an EV. Well, yeah. But, but like, mean, like, you want your secondary car, and the IS is a compromise because you could daily it, and it's still well, more fun. I'm, I'm seeing with the IS, like, looking at other sports sedans at the yeah. moment, why I would say this is the best one is because that is not technically good. It's going to be the most fun. Probably. That's what's going to be. Probably. It will yeah. make the most noise, which is probably the contributing. most fun. Yeah. yeah that, that's the but most like, fun. Think about it. <laughs> like, if you're of at least some money. Yeah. Your options for a truly fun old school analog, I'm going to say that with quotes, experience like you can't afford it or buy a gma t50 so your options are you buy 
a 9-11. Like, you buy a GT3. He's like, yeah. well, I can still use it, and it's going to be the best possible experience for a new car that I could still buy today. Or, in you know, my opinion, I would get a base Carrera. I'm, trying to, I'm just trying, I'm trying to think, like, if I am of my Money's not an option, what I would do. Hello. Hello, Scott. Hello. Um, I... I I'm trying to think of what, like, money not being an object, like, it's very difficult for me to come up with a car that I would actually want to buy that's new. I would buy an M2 Competition or a Yaris GRMN. Yeah, I mean, that's not available in America, but, again, money not, not an option. I can just leave it at my, like, vacation home in Lake Como in Italy. So, well, the yeah. thing is... My... I'd take it probably a Yaris, yeah. It'd be a Yaris or probably this. Money no option. is Money is irrelevant when you're talking about a car with that driving experience because you have, like, yeah. four options. And, like, the GT3 is a great car, but the engine's still in the wrong place and the consumables and the width of the car will make it much less fun to drive. Yeah. Not to mention just, like, the visibility is going to be better in the Yaris and the M2. But those cars are not going to be here to stay, and you'll be able to get one of these next generations still with a manual, probably. Actually, I think the Honda S660 you can still get with a manual with defeatable traction control. That's pretty good. So I'd be looking like a Japanese K car or this. So it's just like that's, that's fine. I, one I, of these is available in the rest of the world. These are all the same <laughs> like, things, just with like the knob scaled down at different rates. Well, it's not, it's not even that. It's just like to like what size, like how zoomed in is your screen? Yeah, like that's all it is. It's Pretty the much. same car. But anyway, so, yeah, this, this is great. I'm very happy. I hope that... manufacturers manufacturers pay attention to this, and I know they are. Yeah, which well, is why a, we still have it. There's a reason that Mopar still puts manual options and stuff, and I think uh, Mopar is a the very Hellcat good example. Too? Yeah of um like another reason to be proud to be american mm-hmm. um it, it, and like it's almost like they're dumb cars they're not actually good but they're so entertaining and they're just a basket of what america does right and they still sell yeah and they sell great and it's a perfect example of a halo car selling the lower models because mm-hmm. nobody likes oh god no uh, nobody objectively <laughs> likes the v6 challenger hey, now hertz likes it they're not a person. Oh, okay. A corporation well, is not a person. Technically, they except are. legally. But, uh, <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's like nobody actually likes it, but every single person that buys the V6 Challenger goes, yeah, have you ever seen a demon, though? Like, duh, of course I'm going to get this. No, nah, don't say demon because those are auto only, but a Hellcat Red Eye. Same thing. You might it know. is, but one's like, available with the manual. Yeah, but I'm just saying that there's the, the people at the bottom of the scale buy because they see the cool version at the top 100%. and that's where that's what fa- like ford failed to see as a gm has failed to see that's what every car company is in the world has failed to see and that's why like honda the only reason the civic still exists is because people see the type r and they go oh it's so cool oh this is close I may, enough i may get the close enough yeah the close enough car is that's your money maker but you need the reason to buy the close enough car mm-hmm. that's why people i honestly think if there was a hot mirage that would have outsold every other small car in america by like rob like it currently does because it's the only one but like when the mirage aged like red wine from like (laughs) bordeaux like it is just like i couldn't care less really the the year it launched but now it's like this is like one of the best things you could buy (laughs) it's just a perfect example of a car and it's because it's living in the past yeah (laughs) like it's just like this is a car you could buy 10 years ago like it's it's doing that in a very good way The, so, the, the subtle improvements they've made also yes. are good. But. Uh, so actually, uh, so you have subtle improvements. I want to talk about uh, R31 House. They're a very super hella niche. <laughs> R31 House is a Japanese tuner that tunes specifically the R31 Nissan ah, Skyline. Ah, the Grandpa Skyline. Yeah, the one... Do they use Korn's exhaust? Uh, no, they make their exhaust. They make oh, everything wow. at home. But this is what Hip's uh, sedan is. Yep. Um, they have gone so far because they... Or they drift these cars. I see that. They have very specific tire sizes that they need, which are like... 215, um, 45, 17. 235, 40, 17. 185, 60, 14. <laughs> uh, 195, 50, 15. 225, 40, 14. Like, these are the specific tire size, hmm. sizes that you can get. Um, and these tires are performance tires, like, like dot .R compound, yep. made for, like, drifting and for racing, made by Shibata. Uh, and they uh, sell for the 14 sells for $45 a tire. Oh, this is pretty good. The biggest one sells for 108 And these are equivalent to like r 888 I was going to say, yeah, for, for drifting, if you're doing it professionally, you want a lot of grip. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, they're like $102 for the biggest one that they make. They're so unbelievably cheap. Obviously, you can't get them legally in America, but you can import them for their like Nen gun. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's one of those things where like, you, could pro- you could honestly... 
if you are drifting, if you buy enough of these in bulk, you get a group order, some of your friends, you can make these make sense. Um, or if you just have an AE86 and you're looking for that specific tire size and you don't want garbage, mm-hmm. like this is a perfect example of a tire. Well, if it's Japanese made, it's probably going to be all right. Well, it's a Chinese made. But, oh, um, <laughs> like also like 225-40-14, like you're not getting anything other than a Hoosier racing slick. So this is actually one that you can drive on the road. I see Shibata and I think of Shibata bread. Ooh, bread's mm, really Shibata bread tires. Mm. Also, their tires have cool lightning bolts on them. They do. Yeah, look at these lightning bolts. It Those are looks... pretty neat Harry Potter tires. Uh, yes, is they it are. The Falcon or the Yokohama? They had an Avid, I think. That Yokohama Avid looked a lot like this, but without yeah. lightning bolts. Yeah, this one has lightning bolts, which is very cool. Also, when you do a burnout, you'll see little lightning bolts. <laughs> pretty cool. Oh, my God. Anyway. So. I yep. would get these tires just for the lightning bolts. Right, They're totally that's... worth it. So I want to talk about that. I think it's really cool that's that they fine. make super specific tires. It's from like the tiniest Japanese auto manufacturer that works on like literally one car. I, I do like that. They're so focused. Like, no, 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 we don't do Skylines. We don't do vintage Skylines. We do the R31. It's like the EF civic tuner. Like, and like, plus all these parts are interchangeable with like different Skylines. <laughs> they could easily work on R30s. Right, but that, that's C2 just by coincidence. They could work on R32s. No, just, the R31. It's really the best one. <laughs> it's definitely the, the most understated, we'll say. So, I wanted to note that. This one, if you would like to talk about this... No, that's fine. I uh, didn't put this in. That's okay. I, I know you didn't, but I, I put it in saying either one of us could do this. Uh, no, I don't know anything about it. So Okay, so Lordstown Motors, the GM uh, EV startup. Oh, okay. Uh, they had a prototype. I see. Had. Because uh-huh. it lit on fire. I see that. Mm, which is going great. Um, perfect example of GM just kind of shaking the bed. Actually, I think it's just bad luck, probably. It's a prototype. But, God, that was um, like a GMT 900. Yeah, because that's what it was. Oh, okay. It's a GMT 900 with an EV stuck in it for prototype uses. Oh. Yeah, he totally burnt it down. Do-do-do-do-do. So, Lordstown Motors will not be starting up soon. It'll be happening a little bit later because it was on fire. So. Ah, whoops. I oh, forgot well. I left the chair down. That mic is on if you want to join. I'm just uh, looking for your Model S key. Oh. So I can plug the Fiat in. Oh, it won't fit? Mm, there's another Fiat parked next to you. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> oh, that's going to be really hard for you to plug in even with him there. You might need Ryan's keys too. You can have my keys. Uh, we, are, we are in the process of plugging in my 500E in place of the Tesla and Ryan's 500T yes. for you listeners. That's what's going on. Look uh, at how robust the seat bars are <laughs> in the back of a GMT 900. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Wow. One thing about the Lordstown Motors prototype is like it's totally rebuildable. After really? Completely I was going to say, it's like, yeah, just like repaint it. You'll probably Every be fine. Every piece of plastic on this vehicle was burnt off. There's no, there's a little bit of paint left. It's like, like even really the aluminum wheels didn't <laughs> die. Everything's like, there. I'm pretty like, impressed. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. Like All things considered. After, uh, the, after the riots, I saw some Hyundais that were burnt down. Oh, for Pete's sake. That were, like, way more burnt <laughs> down than this. So, you know, credit where it's due, the Lordstown Endurance electric pickup is, in fact, quite durable. Yeah, and you know this just because of pre-production didn't have a grommet in the right spot. It, like, shorted the wire or something like uh, that. Like water got in the engine or something. <laughs> Motor. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so... It, it sucks, but you know, whatever. They'll, they'll, they'll be it. fine. I just thought that that was something I was. Tesla's apparently catching fire all the time, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Doesn't never happen to you, though. No, not to my car. So I have 100 percent success with uh, with Teslas. Uh, all right, back to America and where my pride disappears because that's a minivan. Why no, are you mad about no, minivan? it's a crossover. No, that's a minivan. It's a crossover it with sliding, sliding doors. doors. It, it does. does. Oh. That is sliding doors. I don't like that. They got rid of the... See, it offends minivan people. No, no. This and it's is a not, minivan. But it's it, not. But it isn't. It's yes, a it truck is. with sliding doors. No, it's a, it's a tall minivan. I don't it's, like it. Yeah, no. Minivans can't be tall. Call it the Sedona, lower it again. This All they did is they just took the Sedona, which still is in production, and they just added Sorrento like, springs on it. Probably still... Sedona shocks, even. Probably. <laughs> yeah, knowing their suspension tuning, they probably didn't change Yeah, they that. just probably put in taller springs. But just, like, come on. Just Actually, buy a one minivan. Second, one second. I'm kind of happy about this, because it's like they're low-key getting people into minivans again. I guess. Like, it's but, like it's like when AMC made the AMC Eagle. Oh, the Eagle? Yeah. Yeah, where they're like... They're, can, yeah. Yeah, where they're like, this is an off-road truck. Like, it looks like a wagon. Yeah, it's an off-road truck, but... That is a wagon. It's got wood trim on it. 
but look at the ride height. And then you take AMC Spirit parts on it, and you lower it, and suddenly it's the coolest wagon you've ever seen. A lowered eagle is pretty neat. Yeah. So, um, But just like, is this actually, it probably will sell better than the Sedona, just because they call it a crossover. Yeah, but it's a lot of sliding doors. Well, I know. I'm fine with this, because you know what? There's going to be more kids that grow up with minivans, and I'm fine with that, because minivans are great. Also, 1.9% APR on a Sienna. Why would you even? Boom. Yeah. Check it. There's an ad for an actual minivan right here. So, This but, looks pretty rad, though. I really like it. I like styling's the, good. I, mean, I like the C, the C pillar uh, aluminum or brush, whatever. Some is. sort of metalized metal. Metallic. Metallica. Trim. Metallic trim. Oh, did you hear that Metallica got a DCMA takedown on their own live stream? No, that's hilarious, though. Because like, Twitch was so afraid like, of Metallica suing them. <laughs> they just DCMA'd The DMCA them. has gone too far. Uh, yeah, DMCA. I just think it's hilarious. Well, it's because Metallica, they're the people that, like, sued their own fans. I know. Over the way that they got famous, which is... So, fuck Metallica. Another anyway, Sienna ad. Another Sienna <laughs> ad for the you Mustang. You should just get Sienna. However, I will say Kia's new logo is pretty tight. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kia's a, a, arguably a good company. This is a dope minivan. Damn, that's already VIP. It's got loungies like in the middle. I straight up want this minivan. Like, this is really tight. I'll still take a Sienna any day over this. But, um... Another Sienna cool? ad. Yeah, yeah. This is... <laughs> and a Sienna review. <laughs> yeah. So, this uh, not Sienna is a great way to get people that are afraid to buy a minivan to buy a minivan. Yep. I, I'm fine with that. I don't even care if they call I'm, it a crossover, I'm but it's, upset we all know it's I, a minivan. I, I'm upset that it exists. Yeah. I'm upset that those, it has to exist. But I understand that. It's like, it's whatever. It's like the AMC Eagle. Like, as long as you get something to a minivan, because... What's gonna happen is they're gonna get this minivan. This gonna be like this gonna be tight. It's gonna last one generation. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a failure. Nobody else is gonna make it. And they're like, I guess I'm gonna get all wheel drive Sienna next. And then more minivans will be sold. Mm-hmm. So minivans are great. We I'm gotta be getting this. close to the cycle where minivans start getting popular again. Uh, yeah, it, it, it what well, it already is because I mean van culture. Once uh, once um, Hubert has his vaccine and everything, we can have him on talk about it. Um, Heck yeah! Back so when the show's speaking again. of. Um, weird things that we is were that talking about about forbes asking for my virtual reality access on my computer no. mm. i don't want forbes to have that um, i don't either so i'm gonna go ahead and not however, do that <laughs> jaguar is gonna go entirely ev by 2025 wow imagine having a fiat and not having a green key fob wrap yeah but i've got full color buttons <laughs> yeah fine <laughs> but my shell came from Ching Chong Bing Bong Land. Well, so. mine came from spaghetti. That's true. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, Jaguar is going all ja- Jaguar. Uh, they're going all electric by 2025, and Land Rover is going to do just EVs by 2024. That's actually pretty impressive. So yeah, that's a very like, short amount of time. That's now. super short. That's so, one. That's next product cycle. That's and that's within the same presidential administration potentially. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, so it's one of those things where I, I'm just that blew me away that time frame. Yeah, I mean so, that's you, you, we always talk about product cycles when it comes to product development and like a lot of big jag, changes it's like jag, that. Which is like there X. aren't big leaps typically in one product cycle, but two can be significant. However, this makes sense because the Apache, awesome vehicle. If they yes. just build on that technology, you can really proliferate that tech to all their products. Yeah. and make them all very very good. And so I think that's what they're going to be doing here. Um, also, I'm just really blown away they did this this quickly because ah. this is Jaguar that or Jaguar Jaguar uh, who made the XJ from like 1900 until like 2028. I think we have to go from eras. So it was the Neolithic era to mm. the Mesolithic era, and I know about, those are probably totally wrong. But how I, about this? They are the, Jag, <laughs> the Jaguar XJ was smart. originally introduced when mid-century <clears throat> was being produced, and it was discontinued. Mm-hmm. When mid-century was popular became again. popular as a retro thing. Yep. Yeah, that's how long the and XJ... it lived through the malaise with only slight, really terrible front nah, end treatment. Yeah, it was fine. Like honestly, I actually it's, what's weird is the later '80s ones. Mm-hmm. They actually worked into it and actually made them kind of cool. So. '80s ones, yeah. The '70s ones looked terrible. Oh, so, well, the the late '70s, early '80s were atrocious. Well, like, yeah. probably like '88. So how many factories does JLR have? Because the I Pace isn't even made by them. It's made by Ipache. Ipache is made by Magna Steyr in Austria. Very good. They don't even build it. <laughs> so my my thinking is they might have only one factory or maybe two. They might and, be. And to have a factory that does both might have just been cost prohibitive. 
Yeah, that's a very good because point. Because they've got all these gas guzzlers and diesel guzzlers right now, and FEVs would maybe work, but... Well, also, I'm in looking Euro- right Europe, now. it's it's very, very um, stupid. Objectively dumb. No, they're owned so by like, Tata Motors, right, out of yeah, India? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like... No, they're owned by Geely, I think. No, that's Volvo. Oh, it is Volvo, yeah. So they are owned by Tata. But so they have two component production facilities, Coventry and Workshire. What and then final assembly? Uh, final assembly is Castle Bromwich, Halewood Body and Assembly, and Soyuhu. And that's for JLR, both. both uh, yep. That makes sense. Chevron Chevron Castle and then they also have, well, India, so they have their Tata factories, and there are right. four of those out of country, but there are three in country British facilities. Ooh. So West, I wonder if West Midlands, Liverpool, and Birmingham. I would love to see like a Tata Nano, like EV all-wheel drive. I want these to get cheap because I really like the Apache. Yeah, they're still in the mid forties. That's I check off. I'm glad, I guess, that they're yeah. retaining value so well. But weird. Why would you be checking off on <laughs> other on. EV values? <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> this is a Jaguar. It's retaining Jaguar. A Jaguar. That's retaining value. Yeah, that's a good. That's vehicle. the first time. Ninety kilowatt hours heat pump. Good looking. Aluminum. That aluminum. This is the first time in like ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, except ever. for the extra, apparently. No, they they taint in value. <laughs> <But> <laughs> and then they came right the, back up. Go back. Yeah, and then they came back up. But like, this is the first Jaguar that's not just like falling off of the cliff People immediately. People make fun of Jaguar. Uh, Jaguar. Like in these news oh. articles, there's the commenters. Oh, oh, how would you like you know an electric vehicle with their electrics? And like, well, British. there's some truth to that, but at mm. the same time, it's not like they're in there. Internal combustion engines have been very reliable. Either, so. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just like the, the E32 argument when that came out in the, early, or the late 80s. Like, oh, all this is going to fail. Turned out none of it did. Or like it failed for like completely well, unrelated reasons. This is the thing. With, with, ja- yeah. with Jaguar, you, you have, Jaguar, you have Jaguar. very good reason to believe everything will fail. Because the V12s were known for overheating and the yeah, but this um, isn't valve Volkswagen. seats were... The valve seats were held in very loosely. Yeah, and if the yeah. engine expanded. The valve seats when they expanded, dropped the valve ah, seats into the engine. So it's like the early Pentastars. Except they never fixed the problem. Oh. And so, it was like that on all so you, of their V12s. So you take the thermostat out of the engine. All of their V12s did that. They all overheated and they all blew up. Thank you, Lucas Electronics. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, look how good the Apache looks. That's the, a great color I'm, combo. I'm excited too. that Jaguar mm. is mm. Uh, doing quite well. Because um, as much as... Uh, I don't care about them for as a company. I really kind of like some of their cars quite a bit. Um, I would definitely trade my car for one of these. I bet the F-Pace is getting the... Uh, the not the f sorry, the F... Um, the Fapache. The Type. That's the Coupe. The, I can't think of it. Uh, the Type. I think it's... Uh, F-Type. F-Type, yes. Right letter, wrong name. Type. Uh, I wonder if that's f- getting the f- Axe. But if they, made an, if they made an F-Type, F-T-P-E-V, that would be awesome. Yeah, they have to. Oh, yeah. Because then again, the transmission stops to matter, stops mattering and all that. I don't think that they can get rid of that. There's an ad for a ginger there. It's weird. It'd be a new car, though, because it just had a mid-cycle refresh in three years. That... Yeah, I don't think that they're going to get rid of it. I, but, I mean, like, if they're, doing, if they're, gonna go all, if they're going to go all electric, they're probably just going to make an electric. I imagine they're going to make an EV uh, Fatipe. 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 They're probably going to make an EV version in the next year or two. I, dude, the I first mean, company that makes an electric convertible, that's going to be hard to ignore. That it's going to be quite impossible to ignore. I like my 124, but oof, there's something uh, it would be that rubs good. me the right way about an electric e, uh, it, it, convertible. It'd be EV. quite good. What's that electric EV? Yeah, I'm still a little skeptical of any anything. I mean, this is only a few years out, the horizon here, but like the full ICE bands and all that stuff, I, I'm mm-hmm. really skeptical that stuff's going to come to fruition. No, in I, this I country. doubt it will. I don't think it will. And this, in this case, I think they might drag their feet and keep their existing stock, you know, the, the internal combustion cars going longer, but I doubt yeah. they'll redesign them, is my I, thinking. Manufacturers is... going full EV by any time in the 2020s decade? Not happening. I think. Well, I think with Jag. I think options in all of those. I think because Jag sells segments, yeah. they sell F-type more could stay gas. I'm pretty sure Jag sells yeah, more vehicles in Europe than they do in America because yes. you know, the iPace is actually a decent seller there, and here they hardly sell any. Yeah, because like they're known for being horrifically unreliable. But in Europe, everything's unreliable, so they don't care. And everyone um, leases. Yeah, and everybody Britain, leases. That's yeah. why everything's unreliable. Right. Um, so <laughs> that's I think if there's a company that will go all EV. I think it'll be Jag because it doesn't make sense for them to keep a internal combustion engine just for America. It would be it would be really dumb. And also, 
they're not run by well, English say, they're, they're run by they're backed by an Indian company. Yeah, so like this is this is a company that like really America is like we are their like tertiary market. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't drive the market for us for these games. No, so they, we're going to get whatever they decide to do. So I don't think that they're going to do anything for the American market. Where they're just going to be like, hey, this is made for India. You get to enjoy it as well. Oh, look at uh, Polestar. I forget who their parent company is, too. But that's like, Geely. That's Geely? Okay. But, I mean, that's again, that's a Chinese-based company. They're going to go yes. with Chinese market forces, and EV is a really big push yes. in those markets because, like, many, many reasons. Yes. But, okay. like, A, alternative energy is just cheaper. It's much cleaner, and they've got much bigger climate issue and air quality issues than we do in most of our countries. I mean, we're going to see stuff from other parts of the world that didn't have to deal with the dark ages for the last however many years. Yeah. More quickly. Yeah, thank you, Moby. And so I think that the... Than our uh, manufacturers. I, I think that... Hey, I'm very excited about this. I think that JAG is really a perfect Jag. example of being able to do this. And I feel like if there's ever a company that's going to do it right, it's going to be them. Um, just because... Or at least do it first. I think I think I've got faith that they'll do it right because um, when Tata bought them out, like there's like a remarkable difference in quality between Jaguars in 2002 and 2012 when they were bought out. Like you, you can tell that one was made by Ford and one was made by not Ford. I think that's more just a consequence of the era it's from because it's hard to buy any bad car right now. Well, no matter who made it. I mean, mm, mm. when you look at the inside though, you can still see if a car is made oh, well, by yeah. Ford. But though. we're talking about things like in the late 90s early 2000s landover product products it's like they didn't do enough but i mean like, what i'm saying is like durability testing yeah they didn't do durability <laughs> testing but like now they're not designing things ergonomically or like with space use in in mind like ford you have like a tiny car with this super small tuner no, no, because just... everything is curved inwards and designed like to look cool and ford not doesn't make cars cool you i mean though as like ford when they did make cars mm. like even today they don't design things to be functionally, like, good. They're designed to look cool in a photo, and that is it. Whereas, like, a Jag or a BMW is designed to look, quote-unquote, good um, and also be functionally viable because they're available. They're sold primarily in markets where, really, when you're They're designed cars, to lease well. Yeah, they're designed to lease well, not look cool. Like, so, and that's the thing. Is like, I think that's why... Jag is going to be the company that's going to do this right, and I have a lot of faith in them. Welcome because, to the world of widgets. Yeah, I th- well, I think that they're going to do it right because I mean, I, well, the other thing is like leasing well is it means it has to work well because you you have four years you're stuck with this thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as opposed to this Ford, like you can buy it and then sell it and roll your negative equity into your next car with your super low interest rate. Like so, I've got Fair. faith in them. I've got total faith in them. So. That's uh, that's my top tip. Yeah, the alternative that they could have done would be the the Geely uh, two two liter you know four four pot in everything approach. To me, that's like the half the yeah, halfway and house. They haven't done that. And they they leap they might leapfrog uh, the Volvo yeah. uh, brands, which I think could be a comparable to them. Yeah. And so I think that's a bold move. And frankly, Jaguar I don't think sells in big numbers anywhere. I think no. is it Land Rover as well though? Are they are they lumped? Jaguar in? Land Rover is the same company. Yeah. I understand that, but are the Land Rovers also? They're stated? going EV in 2024, the uh, year earlier. Um, I think. Wow. But I think I think that's more because their vehicles their production are like numbers gross, are like separate polluters. Right. So yeah. so Land Rover has 440,000 units annually production. Hmm. Jaguar has 175,000 units in the world. But I think the transaction like, prices are much higher on Land Rover. So yeah, I think so that's a much. Bigger I think that, cash that's cow. that's their yeah. and like Jaguar is like their kind of their their Halo brand. Their revenue is lumped, which is weird. Yeah, because I feel like one of these, the one that might be on the screen, like hemorrhages money. Oh, what a good car! Yeah, uh, and yeah, I don't think they're making money on the. But that's the thing is, it's you. it's also a Halo car. Like yeah. the you get the Land Rover and you see somebody with a Jag and like. Land Rovers are cool, but like, mm-hmm. they're really comparable to. I the want Jag a leap on it though, so I can skewer some pedestrians. Mm-hmm. On I, yes, I, they should put. We, a have, we make on good this. tape. This needs a leap on the it top. Does. So go a find comically large one. <laughs> no, like three D print one that's two times scale. <laughs> just like when they did that uh, Hispania Suiza concept last yep. year, just a giant. Or uh, fuel injection sucks. They did the uh, twenty four hours of lemons rally. In an old ponton, and they made like a five times scale Mercedes star to put on the grill. It was really great. Yes, this is perfect. Yep. Yeah, they should bring back the leap around this. this also, you should pull up a. I think it's on Jaguar's website, but they've got the Apache. Is they've got like a side view. I think it's on their actual website, but 
Um, anyway, if that thing is slammed on its, what is oh. it, your suspension? I think it's oh, that boy. picture. Yeah. And it, it actually how, it, how do I get rid of this garbage? It becomes a wagon. I don't know if you guys talked about oh. the Ionic 5, but there's this weird blurring happening right now of these quote-unquote crossovers. Yeah, and if you look like at them next low. to like a, a Volkswagen Golf, it's like the same there we go. proportions. Oh. It's like it's like the minivan that we just had, well, where it's like it's Carnival? a crossover. Yeah, the Carnival. Yeah, where it's yeah. like and it's like it's a crossover. Yeah. So if I hold the pic, <laughs> ah, if I hold you, the you can pic- find that picture, but it, it is the picture I was thinking of. But yeah. that thing is slammed. They, they look dope. And yeah. that's that's, uh, that's, that's a sexy star. car. That's a good looking car. It is. Well, so like, it doesn't even have tint there. I don't know if you can pull that uh, cladding off. Is it, you know, there's that little accent that on the bottom side. Thing? I don't hate it. Painting it black, I think. Yeah, it. you can color match it and yeah. be fine. Like that. You don't want to color match. <laughs> this is. You just keep trying the same thing, hoping for different results. Insanity. <laughs> At least from only seven hundred and nineteen dollars a month. So one of the other cool things that one of the other cool things that Jags. Um, Jag. When they got rid of the lever. On their uh, logos, they have the little like cat face, mm-hmm. and it actually says what engines in it. I wonder if on the Ipache oh, cool. it says electric vehicle. Oh, I will totally after I have lunch. Okay. Um, but that would be a really cool thing to see if it says like electric vehicle or something. Um, ah, that's that'd be an Easter egg. That'd be a cool because like maybe it you, does. Next time you see like an XJS or something or from like the, like, the early two thousands, look at the logos because all the different ones. Say what engines on it. Hmm. So it's like four point two liter V six or that, like the four liter V eight supercharged. Week. Yeah, they're really rad. Like it's, I'm upset that I know this fact, and I'm really happy because like I'm upset about most facts that you know. Yeah, and I. But the thing is, like Jags actually like Jag. secretly a really cool company. <laughs> like I'm very upset about that. I mean, they have to be. You'd be so bored with idle factories all the time. Otherwise. <laughs> That's true. They don't sell any cars. They, they, get, they can spend all the time they want making all five cars they make on that. You day. wonder why small British towns always appear so quiet on TV shows? because they're all making Jags. It's lunch hour during the Jaguar <laughs> rush. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, that's smashing. I'm happy we, that you learned something this week. Yeah. That's, that's a cool Easter egg. I like that. There you go. All right. Well, hey, thank you for listening. Bye. Catch you guys next week.